In the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, I'm filled with gratitude as I think about all the wonderful people, critters, and experiences in my life. This year, the lead-up to Thanksgiving has been terrifying for me, and on December 1st, I'll be losing parts of my body that I'm emotionally as well as literally attached to. But it is Thanksgiving, and I'm trying to hold on to being myself, despite my current scary circumstances. And really, I've been enjoying an extraordinarily happy life for many more decades than most people get. When I was a high school senior, the mother of one of my friends told us that our time in high school and college would be the best years of our lives, so we better enjoy them. That's the year Russ and I started dating and, as debate partners, went undefeated the entire year. It's the year my teachers, after trying to no avail to persuade my parents to let me go to college, got me a scholarship to the University of Illinois. Despite the, quote, miracle Mets destroying every Chicago Cubs fan's hopes and dreams, 1969 was a darn good year for me. My 20s were much better than my teens. That's when Russ and I got married and graduated from college in that order. That's the decade I started birding with all the magical moments of delightful discovery when even chickadees were new. My 20s also included the four years of my teaching career. I still remember with so much fondness and real love so many of my students, some of whom I'm still in contact with. Barely a month before my 30th birthday, my firstborn Joey entered the scene, and within the next four years, Katie and Tommy made their appearances. I know I spent part of their baby and toddler years in an exhausted haze, but it was a joyful haze, and having fun with them is what I most clearly remember. I also started producing For the Birds and Rehabbing Birds. As I turned 40, I started watching for things to head downhill, and sure enough, my mid-40s was when I fell and got a concussion and then went through a weird midlife crisis so soon afterwards that it couldn't have been a coincidence. Those three years were much harder on my family than on me, but we got through it stronger than ever. And on the brighter side, my 40s were the decade when I wrote my first two books, which both won awards, including the National Outdoor Book Award. I was 48 when we took a trip to Florida, where we all enjoyed my number 600 bird, the Florida Scrub Jay. I started the final year before my 50th birthday with my first exotic bird trip to Costa Rica and ended it with Russ in Trinidad and Tobago, where we saw my number 1,000 bird together, a bearded bellbird. Meanwhile, that same year, our whole family visited Hawaii, and Russ and I took a cruise on a very small Native American-owned ship to Alaska's Inside Passage. Despite the bad parts of it, my 40s were the best decade of my life. Well, the best decade until my 50s. That was the decade I produced what I consider my magnum opus, 101 Ways to Help Birds. Got the first full-time job I'd had since my 20s, writing one of the very first birding blogs in existence, and got my second full-time job, science editor at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, which is where I wrote the Birdwatching Answer Book. 
Over the course of this decade, I traveled to Costa Rica two more times and to Mexico, Guatemala, and Ecuador. And that was the decade that I started photographing birds. So my 50s were definitely my best decade ever, right up until my 60s. I kept getting better and better photos and was asked to write several books, including the National Geographic Pocket Guide to Birds of North America, the ABA Field Guide to Birds of Minnesota, and Into the Nest, Intimate Views of the Courting, Parenting, and Family Lives of Familiar Birds. I got invited to birding trips in Europe, Peru, and Uganda. I went to Panama with my dear friend Susan Eaton, and Russ sent me on a trip to Cuba. The Cubs won the World Series, and to top everything off, that was the decade that I became a grandma. How could I have had yet another best decade ever, much less in my 60s? I've only had two years to sample my 70s so far, but whoa, Russ and I celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary in March 2022 and went on a birding trip to Alaska that July with our dear friend Eric Brunke. I brought my ABA Continental Life List up to 700 in Florida this April and got it to 701 when I saw an American flamingo with Russ and Joey in October. My book, A Hundred Plants to Feed the Birds, won the 2023 American Horticultural Society's Book Award. I started biking again, giving me that glorious sense of freedom I'd so relished in my 20s. And it was when I was 70 that Walter brought together his words for Chickadee and Grandma to name me Dee Dee Nana, the greatest honor I've ever received. So my 70s are shaping up to be the best decade of all, and that's what I'm going to try to focus on this Thanksgiving. Whether or not the winter of my discontent is ever made into glorious summer again, I'm extraordinarily fortunate to have had such a great support system with my family, close friends, and people I've never even met in person. I'm also lucky that many of my favorite birds live in Duluth year-round. My three favorites of all, chickadees, blue jays, and pileated woodpeckers, can be seen just about every day of the year from my own windows. And I'm especially grateful that a warm, sunny three-year-old boy can snuggle up against me to watch them. Despite what I'm dealing with, I can't help but remember that there are almost 38 million minutes in 72 years, and many millions of those minutes have been genuinely joyful. That's a lot to be thankful for. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.